Hello, this is Peter from the Planet Rygate podcast. Please do tell others about the podcast. It could be face-to-face, direct, it could be conversationally, it could be on social media. You know what? It is so heartening to see those download figures go up. Thank you in advance. This is the Planet Rygate podcast. And welcome to episode 9 for November the 11th. In this week's show, how to turn your snaps into art with Tim from the Rygate Camera Club. We like to see what's around us, whether that's landscapes, cityscapes, what's happening on our streets, the people around us, the wildlife, and focus in on that with a camera, a lens, by looking, seeing and observing the beauty that's around us, and sometimes the hardship that's around us as well. And we hear from three people at Rygate Priory Football Club. It's got to be one of the best settings in the country, hasn't it? The facilities here are really, really nice. You've got the backdrop of Rygate Hill and the Surrey Hills. We get quite a lot of um, football fans from all over the UK come over and they come and watch us, all the amateur football. They're called groundhoppers, aren't they? Yeah, we get a lot of groundhoppers down here. They always say how nice the picture looks and the facilities we've got here. Plus our all-local Crack the Code competition, thanks to local heroes in Planet Rygate stars, our 60-second soundscape from Betchworth, hidden treasure from Rygate, and we've got big news about the big top for Red Hills pantomime. Raise a glass with all the details about Pub in the Park back in Rygate next year, bigger than it was this year. Also, details of poppy events, train line closures, murals and manure bags, and hyper-local weather as well. But we get started with the Good Time Guide, next on the Planet Rygate podcast. Actually, just before we start on the Good Time Guide for this week, and it is packed as we head towards Christmas, I would just like to say thank you so much indeed to Kerrin and Max at New Leaf Rygate, just over Cockshot Hill down there at Woodhatch, because they posted on their Facebook page during the course of the week, Have You Heard the Planet Rygate Podcast? This is a really interesting new local podcast focusing all that's good about Rygate and the surrounding area. A really interesting listen while you're driving or pottering at home and episode one is some amazing history about Rygate and Red Hill and New Leaf Rygate is really lucky to be featured in one of the early episodes as well please do take a moment to listen Uh, we really hope you enjoy it and please do like and share about this amazing new resource if you do so thank you so much indeed to Max and Karen yeah they feature in episode one of the Planet Rygate podcast okay now on to the good time guide The Good Time Guide. Things to do and places to go on the Planet Rygate podcast. Yeah, let's take a look and see what's happening over the next seven days. There's an event by the Friends of Merston Parks and Greens. They've got a volunteer morning today. It's between 10 and 1 at Weldon Way Wildlife Gardens. That's RH1 3PW, just near the co-op there. They're going to be trimming a hedge and the cat mint, planting three pretty trees and maybe adding to the habitat pile on Huddleston Crescent Wildlife Garden as well. And they say that free refreshments at half-time. All welcome, no experience or equipment. Everything's explained, just bring obviously appropriate clothes and uh, children very welcome as long as there's uh, someone of uh, slightly older age to accompany them and uh, even if you can only make it for half an hour or so they would love it if you joined them down there 07913 for more details on that if you're interested if you'd like to take part Come and join the Buckland and Betchworth Choral Society for their centenary concert at 7.30 tonight at St John's Church, Redhill. Handel, Vivaldi and Bach, conducted by their musical director, Jamie Sperling, and accompanied by pianist Anna Tetsuva as well. They're going to be joined by professional soloists and an orchestra ensemble. £20 on the door, that's tonight's. 
little bit ahead of that, the Asian Social Group welcomes you to Diwali at the Belfry. Now, it's the first time that the Belfry's put on a Diwali festival there. And it's going to be opened by the Mayor at 12 o'clock. Three entry, uh, 12 till 3 today. Bollywood music, dance performances, Indian handicrafts, food stalls, henna painting, face painting and lots of fun activities as well. Mention this last week, the Copper Pot Club. Join my Eat to Live Healthier Longer Lunch and find out what you eat makes a difference. i show you how to eat more healthily, the delicious way, actually, while we're having lunch. Uh, so uh, see you there. It's going to be a tasty one. So that is happening today, also the 18th of November, at St John's Community Hall in Red Hill. More details on the Facebook page of the Copper Pot Club. Now let's turn to tomorrow, the 12th of November, the Red Hill Business Guild telling me about an authentic French market which is coming to Red Hill High Street, the marketplace, between 10 and 4 tomorrow. On to Monday the 13th, Climate Action Redhill and Rygate have got a screening of David Attenborough, A Life on Our Planet. That's happening Monday the 13th between 7 and half past 9. St Philip's Church, Nutley Lane in Rygate, all part of their Environmental Film Festival. And also on Tuesday, moving ahead in the week, there's a comedy night in aid of Radio Marsden at Rygate Manor. All sorts of people are being featured there, including Johnny Awesome from Britain's Got Talent, Tiff Stevenson from BBC's Mock the Week and Channel 4's 8 Out of 10 Cats, and Matt Stellingworth as well, who's a trained criminologist and a stand-up comic. (laughs) So you can book radiomarsden.co.uk slash comedy. Let's turn our attention to something else which is going on on Tuesday. Between 4 and 6, it's Rygate and Banstead Council's Leaders' Surgery. So you can have a conversation with a leader, ask questions, offer any suggestions if you live or work in the borough. And uh, those appointments can be virtual or in person. You've got to get in touch with them first off so they know to expect you. Leader Surgery at rygate-banstead.gov.uk Leader Surgery at rygate-banstead.gov.uk Let's move on to Wednesday. Julie Maria says that there's a musical called The Match Girls, which is the true story of the Bryant and May factory workers who went on strike for better working conditions back in 1888. And uh, this performance is happening Wednesday the 15th through until the 18th at Betchworth Village Hall with a matinee performance on the Saturday and it's all being run by Betchworth Operatic and Dramatic Society. Tickets at uh, bodsweb.com, B-O-D-S-web.com. That's the Betchworth Operatic and Dramatic Society. Let's move on to Thursday. So we talked about leaders' questions a few moments ago. Now you can put your questions to SES Water. They're going to be holding their second Your Water, Your Say Q&A session to tell customers and the communities they serve about their plans. And also you can ask questions about the service, impact on the environment, your water bill or any other topic. I know that potentially could be quite heated. Again, they want to know that you're going to take part in advance. Your water, your say at ccwater.org.uk. Let them know your question is for SES Water. And as I say, this is on Thursday the 16th from 6 o'clock in the evening. Let's move on. We've got a few other things to tell you about. There's going to be a talk from the Rygate and Redhill Local and Family History Group all about the Cranston Library, which, of course, is very, very famous. And it's right here in our neck of the woods, isn't it? That's happening on Thursday at the Woodhatch Centre, White Beam Drive in Rygate. Doors open at 7.30 for the talk at 8 o'clock. £4 on the door. Got a phone number for you, 01737 766 135 in the evenings. You can speak to Jackie there. If you want that number or any of these details again, and just rewind the podcast. Let's move on to Friday. Now, this is really, really interesting. You know when um, medical responders go out, professionals, disaster response teams, police, fire, ambulance, paramedics, and so on, 
they've got to know what to do but also they've got to be able to cope with the shock of a trauma and actually see blood as well in the thick of it how do they do that well casualty simulation they run realistic injuries and scenarios to train first responders to help them practice their life-saving skills in simulated environments that mimic real life emergencies sounds intriguing doesn't it do you want to get involved yeah meticulous detail in recreating wounds to the acting storytelling and environmental elements casualty simulation is an immersive experience that challenges participants mentally and emotionally it tests their ability to think on their feet make quick decisions and provide compassionate care even in the most intense situations you know what i'm going to say yeah there is one of these events coming up this week So if you'd like to help the dedicated professionals who help save our lives, who play that vital role in the safety and well-being of our communities, you can go along on Friday the 17th of November in Redhill to go along and see what they do. And they really need more male volunteers and young people in particular. So if you're interested to know a little bit more about that, you can go to the Facebook page group which i will make sure is in the show notes today for the podcast okay so uh, that sounds really intriguing doesn't it now i was going to tell you about the next item myself but you know what we've got somebody else from that particular group who's going to be doing it for me because here is elsa from the rygate and redhill choral society elsa over to you next friday we have our autumn concert where we're going to be singing elgar's the music makers as our main piece which is in the second half of the concert but we're so excited to announce that we've got an amazing soloist coming to sing the Elgar Music Makers with us but also she will be doing a solo in the first half of some Ravel poems the soloist is a lady called Alexandra Pluter she won the gold medal at the Guildhall School of Music this year and so we are incredibly privileged to have her coming to sing with us and to actually sing a solo so we can actually hear her sing and part of the repertoire in fact she sung for her gold medal performance we'll be singing some Holst folk songs which we're really looking forward to a slightly different character from Elgar but nevertheless very traditionally English folk songs we'll be having a 22 piece uh, orchestra so it will be fully accompanied our president is Patricia Rosario and she's been our president now for a number of years Patricia is a former gold medal winner at the Guildhall of Music and so we feel that we've gone full circle in having Patricia as our president and Alexandra who's won the gold medal at the Guildhall School of Music this year coming to be our soloist. It's a wonderful honour for us to be associated with two such brilliant musicians. This is happening at Rygate St Mary's Church at half past seven on Friday the 17th of November. We look forward to seeing you there. Ailsa, thank you so much. There's another one for you, Rygate, Redhill and Caterham Language Cafe. And um, yeah, they're on Meetup, that social media platform. And part of that group is this event. You can go along and practice your German uh, conversation skills over a coffee, a sandwich, in a relaxed and supportive atmosphere and in a private room near Redhill. Uh, It's at the Home Cottage, RH14AW. Now, this event's going to last for 90 minutes, but you can arrive early or leave late if you want to. So this event is for anyone with at least a basic conversational level of German. So maybe you did German at school, perhaps you've been learning German by self-study, or perhaps you go to German-speaking countries for holidays and you want to get some more confidence in a supportive conversation group. So this event is for you, and they also welcome any German native speakers who want to practice their English or just want to socialise in their native language as well. So uh, if you want to go along and you're actually German speaking uh, and and native so, then the event is free of charge for you. Everybody else, £5 contribution. So go to meetup.com slash Rygate hyphen language hyphen cafe and you should be able to get all the details from there. 
Are you interested in arts and crafts? Well, you can go along to Brockham Arts Club. They've got an open studios on Friday mornings for adults who want to work on their own creative projects in a supportive space. And if you're not sure what project you like to start, then go along for a bit of a chat, some inspiration from the other people there. Suggested donation is £6 a person. Tea, coffee and biscuits are included. Uh, But pre-booking is essential, so they know that you're going to be going along. Brockham artsclub.co.uk and that's at Strood Green Also you can help and support Friends of Firstfield. They've got a few events going on. First of all, let me tell you about their winter market, which is happening this coming Friday between 6.30 and 8.30 at Firstfield Primary School in uh, in Merstham, of course. Barbecue, bar refreshments, photo booth, jewellery, glitter tattoos, eco-themed gifts, homemade cards and decorations, reptile handling as well, and ding-dong, Avon calling. So uh, that's happening. That's the the winter market, which is happening Friday the seventeenth between six thirty and eight thirty. And they've also got a Santa's grotto there as well. Cookie decorating, gifts from Santa, and reindeer food and crafts. Now that takes us through to next Friday. We also like to give you a bit of advance notice about uh, next Saturday as well. Now next Saturday the eighteenth, in support of Surrey County Council's one point two million tree strategy. They want to have one tree planted for every Surrey resident by 2030. There's going to be Surrey Library Tree Giveaway. Yeah, next Saturday between 9.30 and 12, as I say, at uh, Rygate Library. Is it a good time event? Yeah, I think so. Get out and about, and it's good to help the environment as well. Those trees, native, broad, leaves species that come with a stake and a tie, ready for garden planting going to give you all the information about how to plant and care for your tree as well to give it a best start in its new home available on a first come first served basis so that is next saturday between 9 30 and 12 at uh, rygate library red hill business guild they've got quite a few events going on for their christmas light switch on uh, all sorts of things going on between now all the way through till the big day itself and uh yeah let me know they're also going to be including die hard as a christmas film i know don't get us started so what is happening saturday the 18th is the christmas light switch on at the belfry and then the santa's grotto is opening up as well and then we've got a few more events which are happening all the way through to christmas and i'll let you know about those as the weeks go on here on the planet rygate podcast also next Saturday the 18th, 7 for 7.30 at the United Reformed Church at Shaw's Corner in Red Hill. They've got a quiz night, £15, fish and chip supper as well, teams of eight people. If you're interested in going along uh, because they're going to be donating their profits to Rotary Charities, info at redhillredstonerotary.org, info at redhillredstonerotary.org. Also Saturday the 18th, the British Blues Casting Corporation, a Bletchfest's Blues Night. Let the good times roll, they say. That's happening Saturday the 18th, Bletchingley Village Hall. They've got a licensed bar and hot food. Doors open at 7 and uh, all that is going on there, as I say. A Bletchfest's Blues Night, which is happening today, week, a week today. Christine Arnold got in touch. An afternoon of joyful singing with a vocal coach and a conductor, Susie Van Gogh, using specially selected warm-ups, vocal exercises and songs for sopranos and altos. Susie will help singers make the most of their choral singing and answer any questions about singing and overcome some of the challenges which may affect you. And Susie's going to be ably assisted by Susie Ruffles, our talented and experienced accompanist for the afternoon, it says here. Saturday the 18th, 2 till 5, tea and cake. And there's also going to be a pamper raffle go on as well. So uh, all sorts of things happening at St Mary's Church, Chart Lane in Rygate. Uh, £20 there if you want some more information. So uh, englisharts.org if you do. There's a Christmas pop-up shop. I, tell you, I said it was going to get really 
Really busy on the build-up to Christmas, 18th and the 19th of November, so that's next weekend. That's at 26 Holmthorpe Avenue in Redhill between 10 and 4. There's an open day to raise money for our community health hub held at Battlebridge Sports Club. A fun day and a warm welcome are guaranteed, I hear. Lucis College Open Day. Yeah, they've uh, got something going on. Next Saturday between 10.30 and 5. Mediumship, astrology, crystal readings, reflexology, uh, Indian head massage... And, and a whole lot more as well. There's a free talk at lunchtime on spiritual development. All this is going on at 38A Knoll Road in Dorking. And the open day is to raise money for the community hub in Merstham. Yeah, Dorking is not part of the Planet Rygate area, is it? But Merstham is, so we're pleased to announce that. And that is the end of this week's Good Time Guide on the Planet Rygate podcast. The Planet Rygate Podcast. Great stories from Rygate. On the way, we're going to be hearing from Rygate Priory Football Club. We've got our Crack the Code competition. We say thank you to some local people in our community who've gone above and beyond out of their way and we're going to knight them planet right gate stars before the show is out and we've got our hidden treasure from the children's trust bell street in Rygate this week and i've just seen what it is and it's a musical instrument and it looks pretty good okay that's still to come now it's cold it's wet it's miserable the only thing is that Christmas not far away and then of course the end of the new year we can look forward to spring and summer but let's cast our minds back to last summer first of all and you may remember the big celebrations down in Rygate Town Centre with the anniversary of the Rygate Tunnel and a couple of weeks later when it was Rygate Pride weekend boy oh boy What a hot weekend it was for Surrey Pride when it came to town. And there was an exhibition, wasn't there, of veteran cars in the tunnel. We heard from those people from the Surrey Vintage Vehicle Society a few weeks back. If you missed that episode, then go back and listen. And also there, with their display, was the Rygate Photographic Society as well. And I took the opportunity to have a word with Tim, who was there showing off some of the fantastic views and the prints which were on display there in the heat of the summer sunshine. I work with uh, Rygate Photographic Society, which is a, a group of motivated, interested and oh, yeah, fun-loving photographers locally. As photographers, we just like to explore our environment, see what's around us, whether that's landscapes, cityscapes, what's happening on our streets, the people around us, the wildlife, and focus in on that with a camera, a lens, by looking, seeing, and observing the beauty that's around us, and sometimes the hardship that's around us as well. And if you can encapsulate that in an image which tells a story, it's really lovely to be able to share that story with other people. And that's one of the reasons that we have put this print exhibition up here today. And it's been lovely to see the numbers of people that have stopped and looked been quite intrigued by some of the images that are here. They range from what well, we've got we've got a cheetah here and yet up here we've just got a robin. So as far as wildlife goes, yes you may have the the means to travel abroad and sit for a long time on a safari with a long range camera, but also you can and I'm not doing the disservice to whoever took that photo, but you can stick your camera out of the kitchen window and snap a robin. We live in a fortunate area where there is wonderful wildlife all around us, either in the garden outside your back door or down the road in the fields or the woods. And so to be able to take a camera, and fortunately relatively inexpensive cameras nowadays, we don't have to spend a great deal of money on things. It's, photography is not about the kit, 
it's about the person holding it and what they have in mind where they're prepared to go. There's a phrase, isn't there? All the gear but no idea. Yeah, You can spend thousands going into Very. your local camera shop, but if you don't know what button to press or what wheel to and turn... And for some people, for some people, it is, it is the kit that's the most exciting part of it. But actually, this is a creative uh, art, a pastime, as it were. And being able to go out and see and look and create images. Personally, I'm not very good at landscape work because I... Often you need to be up first thing in the morning for the dawn or late in the evening for the dusk and that doesn't suit me particularly. My interest is in portrait work. We've all got photographs of someone special, you know, mum or, or a kid or yeah. even an animal yeah. where we go, yeah. that has just caught that expression, the look in their eyes, I don't know what it is, but you've just got it. And that's the joy of the camera phone technology that we have nowadays. We've all got our, like our phones in our pockets and we can uh, take photographs of those wonderful events with family, friends, and gather those memories. And in Rygate Photographic Society, we're really happy for folk to use simply camera phones. Really? Well, Very now, I so. thought you might have been a little bit, forgive me, a little no. bit snobby about that. No, 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 we are not elitist by any means. Although a camera phone could, could, could be a £1,000 anyway, couldn't it? It could be. It could be. It's not going to be very good at doing wildlife at a great distance. Yeah, yeah. But actually, very often, the very immediate, the very close photographs for family and friends uh, recording an event is, is what you're really about. But also... We have a member who takes absolutely stunning pictures from mountaintops with his camera phone and has won competitions repeatedly. The best camera is the one you've got with you when something happens. And the one you know how to use easily rather than having some nonsense which is so technically challenging that you just can't get it to work. And then, of course, we get into another thing, don't we, about whether you can just press a button and it does all the settings for you or whether the skill is in you as an operator and knowing how to use your camera rather than relying on automatic it exposure. Be, it has so. to be fun. If it's not fun, you're not doing it right. And if we're bogged down by uh, all the buttons of the, the tweaks and this, that and the other, then it's gone wrong. Fully automatic, I heartily recommend that. I think that's brilliant because you can then get an image that really works for you. We haven't spent much time, have we, talking about the photographs that are here, but just to run through them, we've got an awful lot of kind of landscapes and buildings and we've also got quite a few animals and silhouettes and shadows from home and abroad and I'm just looking down some fantastic street scenes you pointed out this one let's wind up just talking about this this portrait which you drew my, drew my attention to well, a few there, moments there's, ago there's a whole genre of what's known as street photography which is uh, just observing uh, people on the streets around us this one at the top here there's uh, someone sitting having a cup of coffee in a cafe with a poodle on his lap. It's beautiful because it tells the story, the intimacy of the, the owner and, and the dog there. And there is an engagement between the, the, the man, the subject, and the photographer as well, and indeed the poodles too. And an image like this draws you in and asks the question, well, what's going on? What are they thinking about? Almost, you're asking the question, what's the dog's name? You want to know a bit more about the story here. And that's what it is. It's storytelling visually, isn't it? Which is fantastic. Tim, tell us if people have been intrigued by this. And I must come down to one of your meetings, one of your groups, and have a bit more of a discussion with you about what goes on. Tell us how people can find out more. The simplest way is to find us uh, our website, Rygate Photographic Society. And if you want to send us an email through that website, then do, and we will keenly respond. We welcome all sorts of photographers, people who are with great experience and people who are simply starting out. We've got a lot of uh, help and advice to offer people, and we're a welcoming and friendly bunch. And Tim was certainly friendly and welcoming. Well, we spoke to him down, and Tim was certainly friendly and welcoming when I spoke to him down at the tunnel a few weeks ago, back at the end of summer. Rygate Photographic Society is the place you want to go to if you want some more details on that. OK, our hidden treasure on the way. 60-second soundscape to end the show, as always. This week, coming to you from Betchworth 
Yeah, that's the location for our natural sounds, uninterrupted. And we're going to be talking about manure in a few moments' time. Plus, also in our new segment, which is coming up next, hear more about some train cancellations, also about the big top in Memorial Park and how that is going up for the pantomime in Red Hill and also what's happening in Reigate's Priory Park next summer. It's going to be a little bit special, a little bit different from what we had this last summer. All that and more as the Planet Reigate podcast continues. I'm Peter Stewart. So first of all, in our new sequence, let me tell you about Remembrance Sunday, which is this weekend, services of remembrance to commemorate and honour members of the armed forces who have lost their lives in war and military conflict. Ceremonies taking place this weekend at the War Memorial in Red Hill on Sunday. The parade will assemble on Hatchlands Road, White Post Hill and Blackborough Road at approximately 10.30, with a civic party processing from Red Hill United Reformed Church at 10.48 the War Memorial Shores Corner in Red Hill is the main location for the service. That's the junction of Hatchlands Roads and Blackstone Hill. Of course, I was there last year. And also Rygate Town Hall on the evening of Sunday, the 12th of November. The Town Hall in Rygate is going to be illuminated to commemorate Remembrance Sunday and the sacrifice of our armed forces. Other events happening across Rygate and Banstead Borough, but we're just confining ourselves to what's happening in the official Planet Rygate area, of course. OK, let's move on. Red Hill Business Guild had their meeting this last Thursday and a lot of information was given about the assessment of the Harlequin building. So we can bring you right up to date. As you will remember, rack concrete, that's the kind of so-called crumbly concrete, was found there. It's going to be closed, the Harlequin, until at least the end of the year. 400 shows, events, films and bookings have been cancelled. £30,000 worth of tickets have had to have been refunded and all the team who actually work at the Harlequin have been redeployed, relocated mainly to council offices. Insurance for RAC is really complicated and at the moment it's not yet clear whether anyone's actually going to take responsibility for that dodgy concrete having been put in the building in the first place. Now, the building's had two visual surveys, an initial one followed by an in-depth survey but a more intrusive survey is going to be needed. That's going to be delayed because at the moment schools and hospitals, as you can understand, take priority for the specialised equipment and the skills needed. The impact on next year's shows still being considered, including how the closure is going to affect users and residents of the whole complex there at the Harlequin. Oh, sidebar, I've got some information about the redevelopment of Red Hill Library, which is all part of that complex, of course, in Red Hill Town Centre. That's coming up in a few moments' time on the podcast. Now, what the council does want to do is maintain a town centre presence and continue to deliver various uh, arts opportunities. And uh, as you probably know, there's the Harlequin pop-up, which has already opened in the Belfry. Congratulations and thanks to uh, Andy at the Belfry, who's facilitated that. The big task has been to keep the hugely popular Harlequin pantomime going. And as you know, that is going to happen. 16,000 visitors, 500 tiered seats, 43 shows, and it's going to be one of the very few nationwide that's going to be hosted in a big top. Yeah, as part of that, the pavilion in the park's going to be reopened for coffee and cake in the day, run by Harlequin staff when the panto is running, and it's going to be open at night as a bar as well. There's going to be illumination in the park, and the 293 properties that border or are very close to Memorial Park have been contacted all about that. The stage is going to be set up to direct sound away from residents areas it is possible that acoustic fencing is going to be required as well elsewhere what was mentioned in that meeting destination red hill that town center event was first run in the summer to coincide with the opening of the light and obviously that was a huge success and the light continues to be a huge success drawing people into the town centre they've seen really significant footfall incidentally which is really really good there's going to be a free competition to win £500 worth of vouchers from Red Hill businesses Christmas workshops at the Harlequin pop-up live music under the Harlequin steps free entertainment all day in the Belfry and the High Street as part of the 9th of 
December event. Also Christmas market, festive films at the light and late night opening as well, which is really, really good. Sneak peek ahead. So Saturday, the 18th of November, next Saturday, as I've already mentioned before in today's show, the big Christmas light switch on, a day of free entertainment and activities. Santa's Grotto opens on the same day. Plenty of gift wrapping slots and uh, all sorts of things going on. And one more thing to tell you about out of that meeting, Food Rocks are now running Red Hill Market. They already run several other markets, including Leonardsley and Horsham in Sussex. New gazebos, new street food is coming in from cuisines around the world. And of course, as I've already mentioned, Diwali Day and the French market coming as well. And it's all tying in with Destination Red Hill, which is happening on Saturday the 9th of December, which is going to include festive drinks and fairground rides as well so lots of information out of that meeting now network rail is going to be working on the track between guildford and gatwick airport from today saturday 11th to friday the 17th of november and some train services won't run so while that work is being carried out trains will operate between london redhill and reigate and gatwick but trains will not run on the line between guildford and Rygate. So be aware of that. If you're planning to use that route, you may instead use the rail replacement bus services between Guildford and Gatwick Airport. And during the week of work, engineers will renew the track on the North Downs line, which links Reading and Guildford with Red Hill and Gatwick Airport. What's it all about? Well, the engineers are going to be upgrading 332 metres of 1970s track, rails, sleepers and ballast and will replace 16-wheel timbers over the River Way, which is the main tributary of the River Thames. The North Downs line passes through a gap in the Downs that's formed by the River Way and Network Rail is spending nearly £2 million on this work, which will extend the life expectancy of the railway infrastructure and reduce the need for speed restrictions and that'll allow GWR to run smooth and reliable services. They say, quote, buses will replace Great Western Railway trains between Guildford and Gatwick Airport, Network Rail carrying out those improvements, and we encourage passengers to check their journey beforehand. Mentioned this a few moments ago, Redhill Library is set to be modernised. Nothing to do with Rygate and Banstead Council, because this is a service which is run by Surrey County Council. Yeah, as part of Surrey County Council's multi-million pound libraries investment programme, it's going to be all revamped. That includes meeting pods, meeting rooms with a kitchenette, movable partitions to create agile workspaces, space for events, exhibitions and community use. And uh, Surrey County Council, uh, based there at Woodhatch Place in Rygate, have committed £500,000 in community infrastructure levy funding towards that project, which is expected to be completed by the end of next year. Okay, now let's tell you about Pub in the Park. This is a really big announcement. Don't know whether you've heard about it so far. It is back in Rygate next year, and you can already buy tickets. This is the date, the 12th to the 14th of July. Now, you're probably thinking, hold on, 12th to the 14th? This last year, it was only on one day. Well, yeah, it's all changing. It's going to be much, much bigger. So, cast your mind back. I don't know whether you realise, but Tom Kerridge's pub in the park in 2023 was run in Wimbledon, Dulwich, Chiswick, Marlow, Bath, St Albans, Leamington Spa, Tunbridge Wells and Brighton. So 10 this year, but only four next year. And one of them is going to be us. So nearby Tunbridge Wells and Brighton have been cancelled, along with Marlow, Chiswick and St Albans. But as I say, Tunbridge Wells, only a hop, skip and a jump away. Brighton even easier for people to get to. So if you're in Brighton, if you're between Brighton and Rygate, if you're between Tunbridge Wells and Rygate, instead of going to those locations, you're more likely to be coming to Rygate and... That is the reason why the Rygate event is going to be so much bigger. I think it is a real feather in our cap that Tunbridge Wells and Brighton have been cancelled and we are going to be the jewel in the crown of the South East for Pub in the Park. Now, I'm thinking about why this may be and I reckon it's partly because of our location. We're in the heart of the South for number one reason. Number two reason, we are so close to those major motorways, yeah, the M23 and the M25, so easy to get to. Also number three, we're so easy to get to 
by rail as well. It's only a few minutes walk, isn't it, from Rygate train station into Priory Park. I know Tunbridge Wells and I know Brighton pretty well. And of course, it's really difficult to get to those locations by train if you want to go to the park where those events were being held. And also we've got somewhere to go to when people leave pub in the park. They can go to the high streets. There's a fantastic array of pubs and restaurants and wine bars and other shops for them to go to. Yeah. When you think about Tunbridge Wells location, Denorland Park, and when you also think about Brighton location, that the park's there, there aren't many other things for them to do in those immediate vicinities. So it's really, really good that we have got Pub in the Park back for several days, as I say, the 12th to the 14th of July. And the team at Pub in the Park say next year we plan to replace our regional touring format with four newly designed, bigger and better festivals, as I say, Marlow, Chiswick, St Albans and Rygate. Each event will have its own unique characteristics that we're really excited about, building on the much love pub in the park formula great food chefs and music each event will have new features more stages new ways to attend as well as having its own unique personality so Rygate specifically is going to be expanded it's going to feature weekend camping and glamping as well as session tickets and promises to be a weekend packed full of guests chefs brilliant music lots to do for the whole family anyone fancying a big foodie weekend should certainly put those dates in the calendar again 12th to the 14th of July. I did think that actually this year's event was actually quite small. By the time you'd gone round the various stalls that were there, kind of only took about half an hour, didn't it? I thought the evening music event was absolutely superb. And now it seems that they were just trying to, you know, just kind of test the water a little bit, just put their foot in, see what it was all about, see what the reaction was, see what the reaction was from the council, get a feel for the space. I'm so pleased it's coming back. Glamping, camping for a whole weekend in Priory Park or the environments. I think that's going to be really, really exciting. So uh, looking forward to that very much. Here's something else to tell you about which is really exciting. TEDx is coming to Rygate. So the training, the educational, the development conferences coming to Rygate. I think this is a first. And the theme of Rygate's TEDx event is going to be disruption. So if you've got an idea worth sharing at TEDx Rygate's inaugural event, you can go to TEDxRygate.com and you can apply to become a speaker. We look forward to hearing from you, they say. It is something that I have considered doing in the past, but what puts me off is I need a script. I need notes to riff from. And at TEDx events, even though the presentations are really short, you've got to speak from the heart. You've got to speak from the top of your head and other bits of your anatomy as well. Not out of your... No, not there. But it's not something I'm sure I can do. But it sounds really exciting. And we've already reached out to them to see if we can't get them on the show to tell us a little bit more about it. Exciting event. Have you noticed something which has happened in Bury Yard? Yeah, just by the cage there in Rygate. There's a new community project which has been put up. It's a whole set of murals. Now, the people behind it all, and those people are Adams Gallery on the High Street and also Rygate Architects, they had to get, obviously, planning permission for three murals that have been put up because it's in a conservation area. And they're beautiful murals which depict Rygate's rich brewing history and, as I say, skillfully created by the local artist Adam Green from Adam's Gallery. Now, I was actually at a quiz event on Thursday night with Adam, and I was with Spencer from the uh, Rygate Business Guild. Adam didn't say anything about it to me, and I found it a little bit later on. So, Adam, congratulations to you, yeah, dark horse. But we hope to be hearing from Adam in the not-too-distant future, or maybe from the architects as well, to find out a little bit more about it. Rygate's local community contributed by sharing stories of Rygate's brewing history and through their generous donations. And if you've not seen the murals yet, it's definitely worth taking a look. Now, here's something that Judith has told me about, which I really wanted to make mention of, because I think this is really, really good. Judith says, my 14-year-old daughter is offering a Christmas wrapping service to raise funds to go to Ecuador in 2025 with Camps International to do community work. 
Are you interested? Well, we were interested enough to reach out and get some more information about Hannah's gift wrapping service. And, uh, well, there's all sorts of different prices and different sizes and different costs and so on. But essentially, standard wrapping paper, £2, bit extra if you want her to wrap up your item with bows and ribbons and labels luxury wrapping paper three pounds if you provide your own wrapping paper it's one pound fifty and there's also a christmas bundle offer if uh there's 10 items that you want her to to wrap up so 30 pounds a bag if it's a bag for life ikea bag full 15 items or more 35 pounds you'll do that with luxury wrapping paper so Check out Facebook, Hannah's Christmas Wrapping Service, and you can help Hannah go to Ecuador to do some community work in 2025. OK, one more to tell you about, and I love this one. I mentioned it in passing a little bit earlier on. Amelie Farrow has posted on Facebook. Hi, guys. Bit of an odd request here, but I'm a stage management student, and we're currently in the need of five manure bags that are empty if anyone's got anything we could please use we'd be so grateful it's a very odd prop to source and that is your roundup for this week now let's take a look at the weather because bang on cue we have professor weather come through With the stats and the facts from the last seven days. Here we go. Yeah, it's official. Reading here. 2023 is now the wettest year we've ever recorded in Rygate with 54 days still to go. Currently, 929.2 millimetres of rain has fallen since the 1st of January, beating the previous high of 927.7 millimetres set in 2012. Last Monday's dry day brought an end to the run of 19 consecutive wet days in Rygate. I think we predicted this, actually, in last week's show, didn't we? Yeah, I think we did. This is the Planet Rygate podcast. I'm Peter Stewart. Still to come, we're going to be hearing those local stars and the stories behind why they have been knighted. Such Planet Rygate stars on the Planet Rygate podcast. We've got our Crack the Code and we've got our 60-second soundscape from Betchworth coming soon right here. But next, Rygate Priory FC on the Planet Rygate podcast. Planet Rygate is... Bowling balls in Rygate and bowling balls in Red Hill. And this is the Planet Rygate podcast. So I'm in the clubhouse now of uh, Rygate Priory Football Club, which of course you've heard of. I mean, people around the world have heard of it because... It's historic. Let's find out more from um, Jack and Chris and Dale as well, who are with me. And uh, they're going to be showing me around and telling me, first of all, Jack, a little bit about the history, your player coach. What can you tell me about back in the day? How did all this start up? So the club was founded in 1870. So we're just over 150 years old now. And we are the oldest club in history to still be playing at their original clubhouse um, and you've got some fantastic photos is, yes. over here yeah. so let's let's this is up by the end of the bar wow i've not seen these in fact this one here is is almost faded you need to get this copied quick don't you before it fades completely it's like it's like one of those mystery kind of ghost pictures that's disappearing fast it is it is and this one here is from 18, 1892 um so winners of the surrey senior challenge cup so that would have been one of our earliest uh, wins in terms of competitions and trophies we've got a 1906-07 season here and then we've got here we've put this up next to the old pictures because for our 150th anniversary we hosted the generation cup here at the clubhouse and that included teams as you can see crystal palace for example upton park the wanderers um, and some of the other teams that were involved in the first ever fa cup what's it mean to you then jack to be part of such an historic club uh, for me it's huge because I, I was part of red hill football club as a as a youngster growing up so i've been here now six seven years and i think being able to walk through the town and knowing that you know people recognise the logo, the kits, the tracksuits, etc. is a really nice feel. But also then a lot of the attraction you get through social media, Twitter, Instagram, for example, is a really attractive prospect. It feels like we're part of a big club. 
being that historic. So, And tell me about your association with the town, the kind of support you get, because just being almost a stone's throw off the high street is really helpful, isn't it, I would imagine. You do feel part of the town in the heart of the town. We do, yeah, and some of our sponsors, in fact, are on the high street. So Fortinini, one of the closest shops, in fact, the first shop here from the high street, closest to the clubhouse is our first team kit sponsor at the minute. We tend to see him every Saturday morning out here in the morning just outside the front of the clubhouse. Some of the junior teams play here too. So some of them come and stay, spectate, come into the clubhouse, have a drink. We have a chat with them as well. And sometimes some of the coaches come down early to watch those games too. Let's go outside and look at the pitches and some of the other facilities uh, that you've got out here. It's a, through recording this, it's a, it's a glorious autumnal early evening with that sun right across the tennis area and the croquet area and the cricket area. Chris is one of the players. We've got the cricket area, which is being converted as we speak into your pitch for the new season. The facilities here are really, really nice. You've got the backdrop of Rygate Hill and the Surrey Hills. We get quite a lot of um, football fans from all over the UK come over and they come and watch us, all the amateur football. They're called groundhoppers, aren't they? Yeah, we get a lot of groundhoppers down here. They always say how nice the picture looks and the facilities we've got here. And as you say, the backdrop as well is perfect, isn't it? But even though that's the Surrey Hills up there, you don't actually play in the Surrey League. Explain that to me. Yeah, so recently we moved over to the Mid-Sussex League. As we now have five teams, it helped with the localness of the players being local to Rygate and local to Crawley. Being in the Mid-Sussex League, the region for the lower teams is restricted to Crawley and and North so that really helps us and it's easier then to get to those other matches isn't it because being in East Surrey a bit tricky to get up to up to your stains and so on yes compared to the Surrey League when we were the most southern team we're now the most northern team but with a lot less journey time there so yeah, it's brilliant yeah. you're, you're, you're A23 and so that area for the Sussex League stops at Crawley which yeah. is just a pop, skip and a jump isn't it yeah it's perfect it's perfect okay well also Dale is with us as well Dale you're the only person who's wearing a coat here and it, as I said, <laughs> I've just said it's a glorious autumnal evening I mean, well, yeah, it is isn't it it is autumnal it's not a big puffer jacket it's you know just a work jacket but yeah it is it is looking really nice out there with the backdrop was a perfect day for you to come over here really isn't it tell me about the teams how are they doing at the moment obviously by the time people hear this it'll be a couple of weeks later but you're looking forward to the new season yeah really really well so far so I mean all all five teams have started their season Uh, the fifth team is you know initially for us it's about getting them up and running because it's a brand new team it's about participation and do you know what they've they've actually proved themselves that they're they're going to be a competitive side so far and they're getting 30 plus players at training on a regular basis which is incredible considering we've just started that team but the other teams above it so the, the first team has started well we've played seven games now unbeaten um, looking top three the reserves currently top of their league the third team top of their league and the b team sort of around about mid-table and that's partly because a lot of their young players have been promoted up to our reserve team this season so there's there's a lot of fluidity between the teams and I think everyone feels that across the club a lot of people come into us and say oh do you know what the other clubs that I've been at before you've got this team and then there's that team and there's there's no communication between them there's no going out for drinks with each other or anything like that but here I think everyone sort of feels it as a whole we do one social event every month to try and get everyone from all five teams together generally speaking they'll all cross paths say hi to each other at training on a Thursday night which is great it's a really good community feel you're saying you've got a brand new team so it is growing there is that momentum behind the club and what you're trying to do we go back to sort of six years ago we were struggling to field three teams so to have grown up to a fifth team and and we're now looking at a point where that fifth team don't have a league game this weekend so they're doing an in-house friendly and they're going to have about 12-13 players aside it's great from our perspective that we're able to cater for people across the community some of the challenges at the moment that we're facing is obviously trying to find the facilities to keep facilitating that obviously the volunteers from our perspective is great we quite regularly get people pop up and you know you've just spoken to Chris and and Jack and they were exactly that as well they came into the club initially as players I came into the club initially as a player but people are more than happy once they buy into the club and the history of it and where we're trying to go with the future of it to go do you know what yeah I want to be a part of that I want to have a bigger place to sit at the table effectively and, and be able to help support the future growth of it that's great when you've got people coming back and presumably you've got a lot of uh, old boys as well who've perhaps moved on they've got careers elsewhere they don't come back very often but when they do they can lend a hand and give you some support yeah absolutely and we, we run a vets team as well and um, you know those guys are great they'll always follow us on the social media stuff they'll they'll come and watch games from time to time they play once a month but at the moment recently they've joined their own sort of 
friendly league they call it so they're playing a little bit more regularly and it's the same for some of the younger guys as well they'll go and watch them on a Sunday funnily enough Ray our chairman has actually just walked in behind us as well whilst we're talking I think he's at the bar actually yeah that doesn't surprise me yeah that's a, but I mean he's actually a perfect example of of somebody who's been in the club for years it's close to his heart and he's here behind us an hour before the start of a meeting he's trying to clear it up make sure it's all suitable for everyone and you know there's a lot of people that contribute to this club how do you keep that special feeling that people have got for Rygate Priory Football Club without losing the heart that's the big thing and that's one of the things that we've kind of been speaking about a lot recently and the committee now is a group of people where we've you know we've go from chairman Ray who's been here no disrespect to his age but donkey's years and then you've got people like myself and Chris who've been here six years and slightly the other end of the age scale and it's a really good broad group in terms of age experience and opinions and without those different opinions and, and different perspectives we're not able to grow as a football club we have other things that we're additionally bringing into the club the growth of the social media platforms for example so we've just recently developed our website for example there's player profiles on there now we have the opportunity to have player sponsorships now so players no longer have to play subs they can go out and find sponsors we're getting sponsorship for tracksuits training gear that type of thing as well we have a social secretary at the club and we do one social a month here at the clubhouse it's a really good community to be part of things have got to move on haven't they because if they didn't it would still be leather footballs and and concussion (laughs) how do people get in touch with you if they want to help you out in some way whether they want to play or whether they want to come just for those training sessions and they don't want to play at all. Email us at info at rpfc.co.uk or you can follow us on any of our socials um, if you just search Rygate Priory Football Club. Instagram is the main one. Just drop us a DM on there and we'll get back to you. Crack the Code, our weekly game for Surrey spies. So how are you getting on with our Crack the Code competition? Do get in touch and let us know. Hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you, whether it's uh, an event you're holding. Maybe you want to invite me down to have uh, a word with you, record an interview. Also, we're on the lookout for somewhere to go to record a Christmas carol service, which is happening in a few weeks' time. So are you involved with a church and you wouldn't mind me coming down with a couple of microphones and recording what goes on? A couple of caveats, but we'll discuss that if you get in touch. Hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com and then that can go out in our episode, which is scheduled to go out on December the 23rd, which may make a little bit of difference. So have you ever had your carol service recorded? Get in touch either which way. Hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com. Anyway, how did you get on with last week's code? Let's take a little listen to what the answer was. Here we go. Two, five, six. Yeah, 256 was the answer to last week's. And for every black, there is a white. Every up, there is a down. Every ying, there is a yang. And for every answer, it means we have to have another question, another location for you to identify for this coming seven days on Crack the Code. So, Peter, where are you this week? Planet Rygate Podcast, I'm Peter Stewart. You find me this week for Crack the Code on top of Rygate Hill, just by the Junction 8 Cafe, and I'm on the footbridge that goes from the cafe over to, well, over towards Collie Hill. And on this footbridge on the left-hand side and the right-hand side, there is a white fence. On the left-hand side, going towards Collie Hill and away from the cafe, how many balls on top of the fence on the left-hand side. So one more time. On the footbridge, over the road from the M25 down into Rygate Town, there is a fence left and right. On the left-hand side, there are a series of balls on top of the fence. How many balls on the left-hand side on that white fence? Come up with the answer. And you will stand every chance of cracking this week's code on the Planet Rygate podcast. Email. Hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com. Find out more at theplanetrygatepodcast.com. Leave a text or voice message on WhatsApp 07917 Follow us on Facebook. The Planet Rygate Podcast. 
Find us, subscribe and leave a review on your favourite podcast app. Support us at buymeacoffee.com slash theplanetrygatepodcast. Planet Rygate stars, thanking local heroes who are out of this world. And we've got a host of stars this week, so listen up and pat yourself on the back if you are one of these people, or just have a, a warm glow inside you, knowing that these people live and work in our community. YMCA East Surrey have got in contact with me. They celebrated a win last weekend for their inclusive projects Yippee and Yip for Youth at the esteemed Youth Matters Awards at Chelsea Football Club. It was the Diversity Award. The team there telling me the award underscores YMCA East Surrey's unswerving dedication to creating positive change, nurturing growth and enriching the lives of local young people. So last year, the local charity delivered... 32,500 hours of care through the Yippie and Yip for Youth schemes, providing vital play and youth short breaks for children and young people with disabilities. Next year, that figure is expected to rise. The project offers a safe haven, exciting activities and invaluable respite for families, ensuring inclusivity, support and peace of mind to those who face daily challenges. Congratulations to everybody at YMCA East Surrey for that award and for everything you do in our community over the course of the year. Caroline at YMCA East Surrey told me about that via com and the form there. Also, many thanks to everyone who's volunteered to be a pacer this weekend for the Rygate Priory Park Run. Uh, if you fancy being a tail walker or barcode scanner or funnel manager, in the future you can send an email to rygatepriory at parkrun.com. Love Works, the Rygate charity, says we were very touched by £50 we received in our harvest donations from a very kind young girl who donated her cat-sitting services to our food banks. And they messaged over the course of the week the photograph of the message inside. Lovely handwriting. Dear Love Works, please accept this donation from my cat-sitting service for charity. Thank you for all that you do best wishes so i think that's a double star don't you not only for love works as well but also from the young girl who donated 50 pounds to that charity and finally james had this message just a special thank you to an elderly lady i spoke to in merston chemist today i was saying how my poppies always fall off and she gave me her one that she knits at home all the time Many thanks again, and many thanks to all of you for being Planet Rygate stars this week on the Planet Rygate podcast. Hidden treasure on the Planet Rygate podcast. This week's hidden treasure item at the Children's Trust Rygate is a cello. It's a three-quarter size and cellos typically come in four sizes. So a quarter or one in four being the smallest. And so this is up towards that top end. So typically a three-quarter cello has a body length of 45 inches. And if you want to compare that with the full-size one, that would be 48 inches. So just three inches in it. It would suit somebody with an arm length of between 22 and 24 inches. And typically the suggested height of that individual would be between four and a half feet and five feet tall. So definitely not um, just for students as such in terms of those younger years, but maybe smaller framed. Now, the bow size of this cello is 27 inches and comparing that with the full size again of 28 inches and these cello sizes um, can very easily be looked up. I did a really quick um, search engine search and it comes up with all sorts of really useful information but there is a way of sort of 
um, assessing how it fits and I'll come on to that in just a second. We're asking just £250 for this item but it has the most amazing backstory. It belonged to a young lady who um, obviously played this in her younger years but has actually now joined the Children's Trust of all places as a nurse so actually very much supporting our beneficiaries at the Children's Trust at Tadworth. Her parents have brought this item in and it was, has such a fitting end that they've actually signed up to our gift aid scheme so we get an extra 25 pence in the pound when we rehome this beautiful piece the um, item comes with some spare sets of strings and I think there's nine different publications so some of those tutorial books and a couple of those we have one that's called More Timepieces for Cello, Music Through the Ages, arranged by William Bruce and Tim Wells. And I've just had a look and that retails at nearly £10 alone. And there's a pupil's book, The Way to Learn Through Songs and Tunes, that again is nearly £8 um, to buy new. So we this comes with spare sets of strings, a carry case, a carry case for the bow. And that carry case itself is rather lovely. Beautiful black finish with red trim and that brand name, Hydesy. Um, highlighted in that red so if this is an item that you've thought about owning um, you fancy having it maybe just on display or you want to inspire somebody within your family to get musical and learn a new skill hurry down to the children's trust um, on bell street in rygate and this item is our hidden treasure of the week This is the Planet Rygate podcast. Well, thanks very much indeed for listening to this week's show. Next week, we've got some more stories from places you love and people you know, like Velvet from the Rygate and Redhill Choral Society. I came along to the taster session and about 10 minutes into the first taster session, I was like, yep, OK, that's a good choir. I'm going to stay with them. And I've been here since and loving it. Oh, the people here are so welcoming. Like, you've got ages from, like, my age, 20-ish up. And everyone just seems to get on with everyone. Like, there's no, oh, you're younger than me, so I can't talk to you. It's just a community, really. So you don't feel like you need to go anywhere else. You've found a group that works, and everyone's really lovely. Plus the Good Time Guide, the news, and Professor Weather as well. Planet Rygate stars Crack the Code, The Hidden Treasure, and the 60-second soundscape as we always finish off every single show with our uninterrupted sounds of local nature in the Planet Rygate area of Rygate and Redhill and Merstham and Buckland and Betchworth and Brockham and Bletchingley as well. And if you want to get in touch, hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com. So where are we this week with our 60-second soundscape? Let's go over to near Snower Hill Farm in Bletchingley. As we say one more time, thank you for the loan of your ears and for listening to the Planet Rygate podcast. Don't forget to tell your friends. I'm Peter Stewart.